In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Much better this time. Much yeah, better this time. <laughs> I think we'd know it by episode 24. Um, welcome to Alaska Wild Project episode 24. We're going to come at you another with another gear overview. Um, this time we are going to do it on backpacks. And uh, once again, on if you listen to the Bino Harness one, um, we're just talking about things that we actually use and what we like about it and maybe some of the things that we don't like about it or, or little tips and tricks that we see that someone else is using with their um, with their bag or their bino, whatever piece of gear they have. I think the main takeaway on the last bino harness one was um, attaching the uh, inReach to that bino harness so it's yeah. always on you because even if you take that backpack off and you're making a stock or something, it's it's just right there and it's easy accessible and Jake, is back again with us thanks for coming again jake yeah uh, i mean i was going to mention it in the bass uh, the 
past uh, episode, but attaching that inReach has more than just the SOS factor to like your little kit on your chest. Uh, I've dropped my uh, rangefinder before, and I've had to backtrack to that rangefinder. And also, when I make a shot on an animal, I mark where I shot the animal, and I also mark where the animal was. Okay. So if I'm following a blood trail, and I have to come back to that original spot and, like, restart, then I have that. So, like, there's a lot that comes to that GPS and that SOS that you want on your body. You you want it close to you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I would definitely recommend having it close to your body. That's good. With you step by step. Yeah. And speaking on, on – on, and we're, we're going to do a whole, whole thing on um, communications and in-reach and satellite phones yeah. and spots and all that stuff. Um, but – I noticed Jackie the other day when I was going on the hunt. We we're supposed to link up with that. Mm-hmm. I went to look at my inReach the map, and like there was no map. It was just like the white. It showed me, tracked me, but it didn't show the actual features. It was just like I don't know if I need to update. You yeah. have to update that periodically, or if it just like never uploaded the map or it lost the upload of the map. That's what, you yeah, might that. need a software update or any of the new updates to the GPS. And then also, like, that's all based off of their signal, right? So you got to have to let that load up. Yeah. So oh, okay. It's kind of like a message, receiving a message. Like, it also receives, like... The map, the map info? Info, yeah. Oh, so mm-hmm. typically when you open yeah. that up to the map, it's not just, like, boom, right there? No. It has to... You have to wait for the image of it yeah. to open up. It's it'll not, show you right away, and it'll show your waypoints and your yeah. tracks and stuff. Yeah. But it didn't show. It just showed, like, that beige Was screen. Was it right when you opened it? And yes. turned on it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to wait that five or ten together. minutes. Okay. So man. five or ten minutes. Because I was messing yeah. with it and I was like, oh, what's wrong with this thing? All right. If you oh. send a message, it can be like ten minutes. I know the message yeah. takes a right. long time. But yeah, the map, I figured it was already preloaded in there. But yeah. I guess that exact area where it's pinpointing you isn't it? It takes a while to yeah. upload it. Yeah. That's right. Uh, the other you might thing, be able to download it. Yeah. You, you might. might be able to download the areas. Yep. You oh. can put different maps on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't done that. Mine loads, but I, I'll turn it on and then just put it away, like at the top of my backpack or on my chest, and then it'll get the data. And then when I start, I always use EarthMate yes. on my phone, which is the Bluetooth. Bluetooth to it. And then I'll open that up. And by the time I open that up, it's been more than five or 10 minutes and they track each other. And I think EarthMate has more stuff automatically loaded. Yeah. I, I would. Think so, um, yeah. You know that's a great tool that's itself um i would use that for like if you were in a survival situation you had to get it out and like stuff like that but go to like onyx hunt or something like that yeah and just get their subscription i know it's a little bit more money but you can download their maps and it's like oh it's it's a lot better stuff yeah Yeah, no no it's definitely good but i was just like when i pulled it up but no it had been on for a while because i had it on it's actually still on right now now that i think about it yeah yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. it's still tracking <laughs> you've hiked yeah. a lot of miles yeah yeah, yeah it's still I, tracking I turned mine yeah. off on the yeah. way yeah. here you've been yeah. <laughs> hiked 500 miles yeah but for some reason it didn't show like the area i couldn't see the river i couldn't see anything i was mm-hmm. like well this is useless yeah but then i think it needs an update or it needs to be yeah downloaded again or right. i must have lost it or something i don't know i gotta what, mess with it before what's we... crazy about that whole loading thing is so i've in reach to in reach people before jake and then also my dad and we had a situation last year where at moose camp where 
if I didn't have the in reach, I would have been hiking 10 miles in the dark. And, um, when I in reached over to the other in reach, um, to let them know this is the part I needed for this to fix our, uh, a wheeler. Um, I didn't get a response back for a long time. And so I had sent some other ones and when they did get it and got over there, the, the timestamp was so weird. It had like sent it to them, but then when they sent it to me, I didn't receive it for a long time. And they had already received some extra messages that I had sent after the timestamp oh, wow. I sent mine. So they didn't line up. And so what, anyway, the reason I bring this up is because it, it was super confusing and there could be a situation where you're interpreting their response literally like in a timestamp situation, like our text phones would they come in order. But if, if, if they come out of order, then when he said yes to something, he could have been saying yes to a different question. So mm -hmm. just being aware that that can happen and there's no way to tell until you match both timestamps up on when they sent and received from both phones later. So there is, wow. there is a way to check at, the moment that you're looking at your in reach i could i could show you sometime but there's next to the sharing or the yeah. tracking is a checking for that sort of thing so it will check on mm. that timestamp that you're looking at it oh right okay now. when they Line received it, it it shows me when they receive my message no you'll receive their message because it it only does it like every 30 minutes right that it looks for their messages or yeah. sends. i have messages. mine set up at 10 minutes but yeah. yeah but so there is that way around that where oh you can that actually, makes sense then yeah that it won't check for messages yeah. to whatever you set it for yeah Right, it'll. It, my, I think mine was like thirty-five minutes, and I was like, "Well, why am I not receiving Jesse's message from this deer hunt that I went on last weekend?" Right, and I was just searching around. Should have known this well before I yeah. went out doing anything, and I clicked the checking, and oh, that makes a lot of like, sense. It, it came it in immediately. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So it's so, be so check the checking. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to stay in constant connection with someone, I would do that all the time. I don't think it costs you anymore. Uh huh. So no. To check for messages. To check for yeah. messages. Yeah. So. Sure. You Is can hit check same? and it'll just like do its thing and check, but then you can also set it to check every 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. Can you do it immediately? I wonder how quick you could really do it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought I was checking for the new messages immediately. No, it makes sense, though, that it's saving battery and only yeah. checking every 30 minutes or gotcha. whatever you set it for. Okay. Right. So like Same with tracking, where you could set it for 10 minutes or yeah. 30 minutes or whatever. Okay. I think that's okay. where most of that power draw comes from, is okay. your uh, checking for messages or sending messages. Right. Or okay. checking so, weather. Sometimes you're, that sucker really drains. That Garmin, yeah. man. It's the interval for the sending your location. So, yeah. like, the oh, pilots man. set, well, you're, you're set I at, set like, two or five? Ten minutes. Ten? Okay. Yeah. And then, like, if you're hiking, you do it, like, longer, it'll save more mm. battery. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. But also mine's plugged in the straight power in the right. plane. Oh, so, yeah. right. Right. It's 100% all the yeah. way. Which isn't following my on-your-body rule, but it is within hands reach. So, mm -hmm. um, But I think it's probably smarter to have power on at all time not be flying and all of a sudden that thing's dead and yeah you know no. your friends think you're no. you can move a long ways in 10 minutes so you can yeah but that's a good thing too though like if i'm moving you know i'm moving fast yeah in the plane so 10 minutes if i stop in one spot you're like okay well like okay he could have landed there you know an hour yeah. later like okay what's he doing what was his mission yeah you know Right. But if it was like two minutes now and you're flying at 100 miles an hour, 
you know, you've only, yeah. you've only moved four, four miles, right? Yeah. Where you could have moved 12. Yeah. And so that radius of search has really changed. I wonder what, Not like. the end reach though, because it pins point to your GPS coordinates. Yeah. Unless, mm-hmm. unless like something Narrows happened it down. to it. Yeah, no, yeah. What about, um, another question about that? I know we're going into this, but, sure. um, it says you can do up to 10 minutes is free, right? You know, if you have the $25 package, yeah. it comes with 10 minutes. But can you set it for a minute and pay yep. whatever? Like, you can set that to whatever minute you want. I, think, I don't think the, that adds to your subscription, does it? I, I'm not sure how Interval. that works. I do know that, what is that, um, like, the private pilot alliance that goes out and, like, searches for people? Like if someone went down, like a bunch of pri- private pilots, I'll go help. Like oh, an associated group. Life, that- life. Oh, I know. Uh, you're the um, man, I've because these are the guys that told me to tell you to get a Super Cub helmet, like years ago. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Let's continue the conversation. Yeah. We'll come up with their name. Yeah. Later. Any, yeah. any, anyway. So this group, one of the pilots is a buddy of mine, and I believe he had he was talking about having his set at two minutes for that like radius. Because okay. if like something happened and the interage died or you know, it broke somehow and they, they didn't, you know, or maybe they didn't look for you early enough, but you would still see where it went. Um, he, so he, anyway, he has his set to like the minimal amount of time, but it's also cause he's a part of this, like it's not yeah. rescue, but this group that goes out and helps some fine air patrol or something. Yeah. Like civil that. air patrol. Civil air patrol. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Well, that That's goes cool. into like, you know, playing with these tools you know, mm-hmm. before you go out there and actually need right. to use the tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that we learned when we first got them was you can't text from inReach to inReach unless you know that person's inReach email. Email. Yep. Exactly. So yep. we're like, why isn't he getting the message? Right. You know what I'm saying? And not anyone can text you unless you text them first. Right. Yeah. You know, unless they're texting your inReach email. Yeah. Right. So yep. little things Good like point. that you figure out, hopefully not at the wrong time. Yeah. Totally. A quick YouTube tutorial would probably give you all that information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of just right. throw it on there and get out there and give it a shot and stumble around and figure it out. Well, usually people <laughs> Thanks, use Carla. it as just the SOS <laughs> uh, device, right? Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah just totally. for that. Mm-hmm. We're like trying to stalk animals with them. You know? like, yeah. Oh, he's still like. In the same spot. Oh, no. Oh, thanks, dude. I forgot to check this message. He's already spooked, Beep. you know, like three hours ago. <laughs> thanks for making me climb up this hill, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's the InReach Satellite subscription plans. Um, maybe mark that down on the timer, too. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, the recreation is the one I think I pay for. It's 25 bucks a month. I think that's the one that most people have. Yeah, that's the one I got. And then it says the 10 minutes plus tracking intervals. And then unlimited tracking points, location points. So you see as you go down, if you get the extreme, it's two minutes tracking. But I don't know if you could just pay for it. Like if you had to turn it on for, you know, So you can hour. change it. You can change that. And they'll just charge you. Yeah. You can change it, like, on a daily basis of what plan wow. you want. Yeah. So that's also nice, too. So if you know you're hunting August, September, October, like, you could change your plan and then have all that. Yeah, and then go back to the lightest plan or whatever, mm. or you could just shut it off if you're not using it. Yeah, well, I didn't. I don't think they even had that twelve dollar plan. Oh, then you're paying for the. Um, well, you only get ten messages, but yeah, it counts the messages in and out. Yeah, like the people that are texting you count too. 
The other thing about that message is, is that most people don't know. I think it's three that you can go online and write. So you're like, I'm okay. You know, meet, you know, meet me back at camp or whatever those three are going to be. And then when you go in and edit those and then you send those, they're free. Yeah. Like the one you're sending back to to your family or something saying, I'm safe. I'm good. I'm back at camp. Yeah. It could be like or, an automated message type. Yeah. And yeah. so those don't count towards the 40. Yeah. So a way around that, um, that will, the other person will receive more information is set a marker, a waypoint for yourself as like a bag or camp or um, like shot or whatever. So that person knows like a sequence of oh, your waypoints. Yeah. And it's not a message sent out. I mean, it's, right. What? There, uh, that comes on the tracking. That um. comes on the tra- tracking and they, they know like you're on the move or you've done this or whatever. So on the yeah, tracking, yeah. you can see the waypoints too and what yep. they titled yep. it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cause he last year when I was out caribou hunting alone, I put uh, a shot. Yeah. And you texted me like, I don't know, 30 minutes after that. Yeah. So did you, you shot one? Yeah. 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 Caribou down yeah, or whatever. And, yeah. Uh, well, that's so cause you probably had a 30 minute text like, too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think I was like, it's a double shovel, right? Yeah. Or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So <laughs> we <need a> there's <laughs> a little, a little trick to communication. Yeah. That's pretty smart. Right at least the one yeah. at camp. So then yeah. they're like, Oh, he's back at camp. He's yeah. Good. Yeah. Or back at the plane or, you know, boat or whatever it is. Yeah. That's pretty smart. That's yeah, pretty I good. like that one. It's an easy way to get around. And then you share it with a bunch of people, right? So, yeah. So you don't have to send out 10 messages or five messages. Can you share it to another inReach? Um, You're tracking? Yeah. I believe you can. I don't see why you would. Yeah. I think so if, like, we're out on the sheep hunt and we're both out of service and you're going to go this way and I'm going to go that way. Could you try? You can share your 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 position. I don't think you can like share tracking because you, you like breadcrumb trail. Yeah, because you, if you share the tracking, you have to use the web, mm-hmm. and it, you mm-hmm. don't have access to the web. But you can definitely share like your. You position. mean the person receiving it? Yeah, and then you can also like do the um, like point thing. Where yeah, talk about that. We used it last year, um, but <clears throat> you can go into your settings and. I forget the variables. I'll have to refresh myself before the com podcast, but you can point over and then basically mark that spot. So I think you have to say how far it was, but maybe you don't. Anyway, you point it over and then you, you set a waypoint out there uh, based on where you're pointing. Your, your so like, let's say you're going to try to cross this river and you want to cross it and get to that point right there. Yeah. And then you can, you can then go set a route to there so Mm. like if you know it's over there but then you have to take this crazy other route to get there then after you get to to a point you could start right away actually but after you get a point you want to actually start following a route on your gps then you just go into your gps and follow that route you know Mm. make a route to that point got it that you set and then you can get like pretty close we got within like i want to say like 100 yards um 200 yards maybe 100 right in that range and we're probably two i feel like about two miles away so it's a good example like there's this huge swamp or something and you and this thing you the moose and it ran that way but you saw where it went but you got to go around this entire thing you could point it yeah over there and know somewhat when you're close to it yeah yeah and i think the closer that spot is the closer you're going to get to it wow that's cool yeah 
Next yeah, time we talk about this, I'll have a refresher because it'll probably be after Moose Camp, and we're going to use it at Moose Camp for sure. So. Yeah. Mm. And I wonder what the distance is. Yeah, I mean, this one was a long ways. Like um, miles? I think it was about two miles. It was a long ways. It was across this huge valley. Wow. So I'm not sure how close he got. It was it was my dad who got to the spot. He did everything. Yeah. So I watched him, and he got damn close to it. That's really that's cool. That's impressive. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. I mean, then to just navigate through the brush is, that's a challenge in itself. It's like, oh, take this way or go this. I mean, that's then you got to actually do it. Yeah, or if you, you know get into I, a really forested area and you're turned around in there too. Oh, man, you know? which happens all the time. Like yeah. It's so easy to get. Turn around. Yeah, twist yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, well, let's proceed. Uh, we're going to uh, proceed with the overview of backpacks. Mm. Um, the f- first backpack we're going to start is the backpack that Jack's been using for the last few years. Um, it is the... Yeah, so I have uh, a Koyu... Um, icon pro 7200 with a carbon frame um but i also have the icon pro with the 3200 so you just can mm. with the one of the cool things that i really like about um these kind of like bag setups with koyu is that there's interchangeable bag sizes so i actually got that icon uh, pro 3200 from daniel mm-hmm. years ago um actually my dad got it from you and then he gave it to me um so that the 3200 is like a super sick deer backpack so uh jake and i have hunted a bunch of deer packed them out um on kodiak after uh boning them out actually some we didn't even bone out so it's a pretty good backpack but the reason i left this one hooked up was just to so show you guys like how easy I'm, let's put it on the table how easy it is to uh swap over packs so um, it's actually pretty simple. It still has the, um, load shelf at the bottom, but I don't use the load shelf on the 3200. Um, you easily could, but, um, there's just two clips on the bottom, two clips on the sides. Now you, you say you don't use a load shelf. You like to put the meat in the bag. I've ne- I have yet to find a load shelf that works for me. Yeah. It, it seems to push everything so far your main bag so far away from you and it messes with at least for me um like the point of gravity so it's like the center of balance is moving around too much and a lot of times we're in slippery conditions um steep terrain um and i just don't want to deal with that so i usually load the backpack if i can uh, i have slipped some stuff behind it when it, this was overloaded but it wasn't much it was like a small like front quarter on a deer yeah. um but it actually for 32 and the other good thing is i use this for day packing i think like officially like a 3200 is like a multi-day pack yeah not it says like a, a three day not in alaska it's not this is a day pack yeah. um you know enough for like rain gear like survival gear you know your kill bag and then enough to pack out your your animal or at least like part of it a deer only really um but yeah so you just undo those quick straps and then there's this like just a little clip here that goes two buckles and then it just slips off and there's some inserts up here that are stitched in and they're heavy duty and they kind of like hold the weight of the bag and then it pops off and i can uh 
So this is this was only what I use for day hunts and all my multi days. I've been using the seventy two hundred. And there's plenty of videos on YouTube if you're looking on how to switch the bag up or how to use the load shelf. Like this is not the the podcast or the gear review on like exactly how to do that. We're just kind of no. showing you guys like what we got, what we like about it, and stuff like that. I, what I found was funny earlier on that was how does anybody ever make that 3200 a multi day pack? I don't know. I'm like, okay, so you need your sleeping bag and air pad. Well, okay. you don't have hunting gear in it, dude. I took yeah. that 3200 on the. Yeah, but you first... had no room to pack any meat. No, zero. zero. Like you weren't gonna carry any of yeah. that sheep out. It was gonna be me and Cisco, <laughs> and I didn't even have a bag that had enough room. I was just gonna. Yeah, you had like the osprey uh, or something. Yeah, I was gonna load like I was gonna put a tent on the outside, strapped on that shit somehow to put meat in. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I, I mean, <laughs> they were like multi day. I'm like, I feel like it's not even a multi day until it's like six thousand plus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, For do you guys me, agree? Yeah. I mean, uh, to really. Pack food and water and if you're going to carry an animal out, yes. if you're not, then you that. could go smaller. Yeah, I think Jake, yeah, Jake was right. Like, or, this isn't a hunt. You you don't bring a hunting gear. You know, if you're just going on a day a day pack or three day hike, yeah, for sure that's big enough. Um, yeah. not for what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and then we also bring. I think a, we tend to go out in harsher conditions because um, we can't just be opportunistic. Where, like, if you're going to do, like, hey, I'm going to go do Kasugi Ridge, and you're like, oh, it's raining, you know, I'm going to go next weekend, it's a bluebird, like, you bring different gear. Yeah. Yeah, And, exactly. uh, I mean, you're still going to have a rain jacket, but you bring different gear. And so, I think you have that flexibility. Um, so, my story on hunting um, with backpacks is um, I started sheep hunting at 11 and was used to hard frame backpacks. Um, they were good. They are stable. They I was 11 year old, years old, so I wasn't like carrying a lot of weight. Um, and then um, as I started being able to carry weight like at 15 um, or 14 or something like that, I switched to a Kelty. And so there wasn't really like hunting backpacks that didn't have a metal frame and internal backpacks had just started coming out internal frames. And so, um, the, and who really developed, developed them were like the mountain climbing community. So I had a Kelty, which I loved. It was great nothing near like the performance of these like modern internal frames and then um when i was 19 i went to uh or 18 i went to a north face uh, like denali expedition style backpack mm. which I, I you know saved up all my money for my ski resort job and it was like what i wanted for sheep hunting that year and it killed it and i used that until i bought this backpack nice. so and that backpack is still golden um it's just heavy and it doesn't have all like the modern conveniences like the load shelf being able to swap these out it didn't have a carbon frame it wasn't one of these separate and this isn't an internal frame it's an external frame carbon but it it's not like the old school out you know whatever the old frame like the are. frames yeah full frame backpacks um anyway so i switched to this one i really liked it with the flexibility like we talked about um the load shelf is a good idea i've packed out two sheep in this backpack packed out um mountain goat countless other animals oh um some mountain caribou hunts um i've totally got away from trying to use the load shelf it it definitely works in terms of putting the meat in i just don't like how it carries that way so i usually what i'll do is uh it inside this backpack 
the reason I went w with Koyu at the time was because the competitors didn't have a lot of pockets and I'm a huge fan of external pockets for like spotting scopes and stuff like that. And this particular backpack has really good side pockets and it has water bottle holders on both sides. So one of them I can put my rifle butt in and then there's good straps on the sides to hold the rifle next to me. So I've never gone fancy and bought a separate rifle carrier. I've always just used the natural features of the backpack. So I really like that. But for me, what was really cool, you open the front, it opens wide open. You can see the whole backpack. And then there's these straps internal that are against the frame. And I can put the meat in small game bags and then spread the meat out evenly from my like high, low back that makes sense so like a little bit above my low back below my mid back and then all the way up along my spine to keep the center of gravity where i want it that's where it's most comfortable to me um and then i can pack everything else around it but the meat is solid with these straps and it's so it's not wobbly but with having one of these backpacks that um <clears throat> have the flexibility of removing the backpack so easy the bag so easy is that there is a little bit of wobble and mm -hmm. that can be really really uncomfortable when you're on very steep things or there's a place with a lot of features like you see in the sound where you're constantly getting cliffed out and you're having to like three points of contact stuff um you just don't want a bag that's swaying even mm -hmm. if it's just like a quarter of an inch and um so i've had a real hard time dialing that in there's a lot of walk a little bit and then kind of like like a really good solid pair of mountaineering boots like you you always walk five minutes and then retighten them and so with this backpack i found I'll, i have much greater success is if i load it up get it tight walk and then find those spots that need a little bit more you know tightening up mm -hmm. tension um to eliminate that wobble and i've been able to do that i mean we've come out from some nasty stuff in really nasty conditions um, with this bag. The, but those are like the main things for me are just the flexibility and then uh, all the pockets. Yeah, I will say I, I had the same backpack for years and same pulled out multiple sheep on, on backpacks mm -hmm. and, and, and other caribou and stuff like that. And I really, really love the pocketing in the QU and their yeah. outside pockets are like have enough depth where you can really fit some, some stuff in there as when we get to the backpack I have, it's just a little, not a little more tight. It like that just has, a, it's just a little, you can fit more bulky things on the outside Yeah, and the pockets on the inside are great. And those straps on that, on the frame where you can pack that meat against your back, yeah. like you're saying your mid back, that's really, really cool feature. But the main draw and why I switched was because of that sway. Yeah. You know, you're up on a mountain and you're side hill in the shell for who knows how long. Yeah. And you move a little bit and that thing just, sh that whole weight shifts. And when you're talking about 110 pounds yeah. shifting yeah. down the mountain, pulls you away. And it's mm -hmm. just like, that was just the one thing for me that I, yeah. I didn't like. Yeah. You know, it was, I felt it was dangerous and I kept having to like do the, the shoulder shift and the, like move it back over. So it's like leaning towards the mountain. So yeah. I'm not going to fall down this ravine or whatever right. it was. And now your posture is kind of jacked. I've, I've noticed that on every hunt I've been with you and we've carried these backpacks is that the bag, this bag sways is off to <clears throat> one side or like, I don't know, it just 
it seems like a, a little sloppy in some yeah. sort, sort mm-hmm. of way. I'd agree. It's like maybe we never had that much weight, which we have had a lot of weights yeah. in, in this in these bags, but yeah, just having it off to one side. I remember when you had that whole goat yeah. in here or that whole goat rug, yeah. rug and the head. Yeah. It's just awkward, right? Yeah. And it always is going to shift off to one side in this bag. Just let it happen. Especially on that one because we, we had your bag fully loaded with goat meat, mine with some goat meat, and then the whole goat rug, and then the head was way out the top. Yeah. So now it was like super top heavy mm. with that sway, and we're coming down frozen shale um with yeah. like no snow and uh it was goat country so you might you should, probably should have ropes and uh yeah but it's done its job it's super comfortable um and then the, you can manipulate a lot of things on it which is nice you can snug up little things it has the good um hip pouches that i really liked um but it's been super solid all the pockets also have like other little pockets in it so it's like you know, this top one, I want to get my water pills. And so I know exactly where to go for them. I know exactly yeah. where to go for my first aid kit. I don't have to open my backpack to get my spotting scope. I can just, it comes with, or I bought this rain fly that goes on it and it was solid. And uh, I can just move it to the side to grab my spotting scope out instead of getting my whole bag wet, opening it up, like get my. You don't have to do the bag within a bag and a bunch of bags in there yeah. because each pocket is like set and you get yeah. used to what you're going to put in there. Yeah. And another cool feature that I'd really like about the QU is you're able to put your water, um, your platypus in that side, in that side pouch. Yeah. Whereas like you'll have the, the rifle on one side yep. and then the water on the other side to kind of keep it balanced. Yeah. And it has that, that tube that runs through the side. Yeah. Whereas with some of the others, like the stone glacier, which we'll get to, you have to put it in the back, which uh, takes up room, right, you know, right. especially if you got three liters in there and you're going to be going up and staying up in the mountain for, you know, multiple yep. nights. Yeah. So you're packing that water up there in case or whatever. It just takes up room right in there, whereas the side one just carries that water really, really nice. So I don't believe in platypuses. I think they come with like this nasty rubber taste. Mm. So There's I, no doubt about I, that. I, I carry a ton of Nalgene yeah. bottles, three. Um, mm. Wait, what, are, what do you guys think about these platypuses? Um, I really like the platypus. I like to be hands-free. Um, because I use a lot of these side things for other other things, uh-huh. um, the little hip pouch and stuff like that. I like it just so I don't have to pull, stop, pull out a water bottle, you know, yeah. do the, that whole thing. And I'm hiking with sticks, you know, yeah, because yeah. my knees and stuff like that. So I just like that platypus, and I can sip yeah. on that. I'm not, like, you know, pounding the water and mm-hmm. putting it back. It just, to me, it's it's convenient. Yeah. The only thing is it does take up that space yeah. um, in the pack. Whereas the water bottle is, you know, handy on the outside. It's not that bad. I mean, it, when it's fully bulged, it, it can be cumbersome. But once you pound a liter of water in 45 minutes of your initial part of your hike, it's like, okay, yeah. now it's squeezing down. and Yeah. So, so, so what I, I use, the, sorry to interrupt, but no, the, pl- the platypus I use for my drinking water, and I'll bring the water bottle to bring extra water for cooking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, so I think maybe another view on why I don't like the platypuses. And I think the first time you and I really hunted um, hard together, Jake, years ago, um, you had like mentioned something about it, but every stream I go to, I always drink a full Nalgene mm. and so, because I have a water bottle mm-hmm. that, and I don't want to carry it half full. 
because I don't know when my next water will be or whatever. So whenever we stop to get water or I see a stream, it makes me not only drink water, but drink a ton of it. Mm. Um, and I like that, that like kind of like structure that I've added naturally to my experience. Yeah. It'd be hard for me to chug a whole liter of water and then like strap up and go walk. Like it's too much fluid, like in yeah. my gut. Yeah. So I prefer the, like the sip. Yeah. Like the chug as I go, I carry a three liter. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of water. Yeah. I Especially think you'd actually find yourself feeling better if you did it. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Like if you just chugged it and let the yep. water soak in. Yeah. Yeah. And I have done that in the past where like, we're about to make a pull and I'm like chugging and chugging to the point where I'm almost like gagging the water out. Cause it's yeah. like, I can't even drink anymore, but it does pay off two and a half hours yeah. later and you're not cramping up. Yeah. You're sweating it all out. And then I still even have the three liters like to suck on when I'm like, really feel like I need the water. Right. Or you feel like a cramp coming on, so you stop and like chuck that. Now I will say that for me, I'm a cramper. Like I don't care how hydrated I get. For some reason, my muscles cramp up. Uh-huh. I don't do electrolytes. I don't do anything extra. I just drink water. I don't like the sugar and all the other stuff to that. Um, for me, I can have like a like a weird hamstring cramp, which I get quite often, and also quad cramps. One will start to flare, and I can just stop and like, bam. Wait two or three minutes, bam, I'm good for another 30 minutes. So, like, at the end, or if I get in a weird spot, I, I just personally have some cramping. Right, right. Things that happen, or they've gotten, they've starting to get worse since I've gotten older, I guess. But, yeah. Um, but I, I'm a firm believer in that bladder, hose, water right there. Because you can still carry the little Nalgene on the side to stop, dip in the creek, chug. Now, I think this also comes from, you know, day on stretches where there is no water like that yeah that's a lot different than where i usually hunt right so like where we've gone a full day where there's no water access you're just going off what you're carrying yeah that's included drinking for the day cooking overnight cooking the next day and drinking water to the next location yeah you got to take a lot of water with you and you got to manage it and so when you have that bladder you just kind of know you can just plow through that water at least through the day yeah because you have x amount of water packed on you you know one given time i've got three liter camel pack the one liter nalgene or what is that are they two two liter, one it's a one, yeah, right? one, one liter. liter and then another three liter hydro flat hydro pack. Um, hydro pack that's like packs down to like like a one sock balled mm-hmm. up and then you can fill it with water and then just like carabiner i mean it sucks because it's moving around sucks to carry all that water up but if you're going somewhere for a night or two you know where you yeah. need it. Yeah, because it's, you gotta have that coffee, man. You gotta have well, that coffee in the morning. <laughs> the sessi too, yeah. What is the sessi? We'll show you the sessi. I just don't like how fragile they are. The hydro oh yeah. I, I've not, never had an issue with I've any had of them. Break. Okay, I've had them break on me and then it's just a bad day from there. And it, it was, what brand are you, are you talking about? Camel pack or, or I think it was camel pack that broke. Yeah. Okay. And it, I've I've had several of them, and it was mostly really? in the military when they would break. And then I've also had holes get punctured in them too, mm. and it was just game yeah. over from there. So yeah. the Nalgene is definitely. I usually carry two Nalgenes. Okay, and uh, one's my like kind of standby, and the other one is uh, the drink fill. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'll like throw in tablets in one, and then I'll drink the other one. Right, I right, always have right, one right. full yeah. at some time. But uh, yeah, I haven't. It's a lot of areas in Alaska. You, 
you know you're going to run across streams. So. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, you they have more durable long. platypus. I actually used a platypus brand, mm-hmm. which seems thicker because I was looking at the camelback. I was like, man, this thing could break. And then mm-hmm. all your yeah. stuff's wet. Yeah. And then that platypus one was a little bit thicker. And then I think yeah. even MSR makes like a crazy. So like, I've had the MSR ones break really? too and have holes poked in them. Mm. And so, yeah. on hunts where like I oh, needed the water. That sucks, yeah. man. Yeah. And your so, gear's wet. And then your gear's wet, mm-hmm. and it's like has a little stream of water shooting out, and you oh, don't know gosh. it. Yeah, and it's like every step. That sucks. Yeah. Yep. Now the platypus mouthpieces are super soft rubber, and they tear easy. That's the thing I don't like about those. Yeah, more moving versus parts. the Camelback. Yeah, it's like a thicker rubber with like a valve. Yeah, that opens and closes. One thing I find that's it's funny. I don't think a lot of guys think about this. They take their bag off and they let it plop on the ground. Then the mouthpiece is under the under the pack mm-hmm. and it pinches now it's open and it's just like water water's water. just leaking out but the camelback has a, la- a lever so oh, you yeah. can like latch. Okay. And then latch it and then yeah. that way i i got into a routine habit of just latching that thing to the point where i would grab it and need the water and it was closed and i'm like oh, god damn it yeah. i have to open it because i wanted it so bad but it was better that yeah. way because yeah. it was when you forgot you slipped you laid it down i haven't had them burst Knocking on that live edge. Yeah. But, I, I I, mean, the Camelbacks, have, to me, have been rock solid. I mean, they've been durable as hell, and, like, they've done really well. I, I mean, maybe I've gotten some that are, like, different generation yeah. improvements or whatever. I've got two, and they've been really, really good um, as far as my, my experience goes. Yeah. But I would suggest to bring a water bottle as well. Yeah. Because if oh, that thing does pop down. and you don't have the right thing to seal that up, I mean, yeah. And, what are you going to put and water the, in? And the hydro, um, the hydro pack, hydro pack. You guys know about those, those long cylinder, like they, it's, a, it's a big wide mouth and it, it, like I said, it comes down about the size of, mm-hmm. I don't repeat myself here, but the, the small sock, you peel it open and then crack the top fill with water and that's bam, a three liter yeah. cylinder bladder. So you can carry that up and be like, okay, I got water for dinner tonight coffee in the morning and breakfast tomorrow morning so it's all in one bag you got your camel back that just stays in your pack and then you've got that yeah that nalgene for just sipping and throwing your you know wilderness athlete mix or whatever you're trying to put in your stuff you know you have that yeah. one bottle for that but then that is like your camp supply yeah and it takes up zero space in your bag like less than that um Rain cover, right yeah oh, wait, like half that, that size yeah it's so like a little pretty phone. cool feature and those well, hydro packs are pretty Mm-hmm. thick and <clears throat> thorough and they have a Durable. nice top on it like the same top as uh, a small water bottle mm-hmm. yeah and you can fit a lot and stuff it wherever Every and, time and i think out. something about them too they're like they can be frozen and they could be yeah, refro- yeah. you know because sometimes you get up there and it that. starts snowing and it gets frozen and then it defrosts and doesn't like wear into the material mm. yeah that's so made for that um so that was the qu uh that was a 7200 icon i don't know if we ever really yeah, we did. We did mention that. Okay, yeah. and, and then now they got the seventy eight hundred. Yeah, I don't think you can buy the seventy two hundred anymore. No, no. Now they got to a little bit bigger to the seventy eight hundred. Well, before we shift gears, I, I was just curious about that shifting thing because I've heard that from every single Kuyu bag owner. Awesome bag, great compartments, great organization, um, good quality bag. Everything checks the boxes, but that weird swaying kind of slop. Has always been an issue, so I'm curious. Maybe anybody listening to this can pipe in, throw us a message or something, and let us know um, some info on that 7800 and find out if that has been 
straightened out because I mean, it'd be. Right? Oh, it's if a perfect, the, if it's the a new perfect, ones do it. Like it's the perfect bag, but it, that's an issue, right? When yeah. you say Jack, I mean it's, it's a been a issue. good bag, but that part sucks. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, uh, I wouldn't replace it because of it, but it, okay. it's okay. definitely not a feature I like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's the downside to the bag for yeah. sure. And then um, so Jake plops this badass bag on the on the table, and it still has some fur and some. Here on. Is, oh, that, yeah, is that the dog? Is that is that Olaf? No, that, or? That's dog. That's well, Olaf. No, we'll just say that's animal. Fur. That yeah. may be a lot cooler, <laughs> but I just yeah. <laughs> the dog is an animal. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's some blood. There's some bison blood. <laughs> yeah. on there well, Jake, what did you what did you plop on the table there? That thing looks pretty sweet. So this is a Kafara fulcrum, and I think it's twenty eight hundred to sixty eight hundred is what it is. You might be able to find it on the, the yeah, website. Yeah, I'm pulling it up here. Um, but super well built uh the whole company or kafaro itself is just a great company um they build really rugged tough stuff this is the cordura um it's pretty lightweight it's not super heavy and it just for this pack itself i think it was one of their original packs that they um came up with but uh it's like a day bag into like a mm. um an expedition pack itself so you have the these two big pouches on the outside that are like kind of sort of your day pack stuff. They open all the way up so you could put, you know, your big puffy jackets in here, your possible pouches, your day, uh, your uh, game bags, whatever. You can make it rigid or soft. Oh, so that's cool. You mm. could pull this out if you want it rigid or soft. Um, I use it for a day pack in in this configuration where all my stuff that i need to get to quickly is in these two pouches mm. Mm. and then like say like my um you know my my food and stuff is inside where i might only grab it once a day or whatever where i'm sitting down and like just chilling out um but other than that like this is your day bag configuration they also offer these pouches that, um, you know, anything that you need to get to uh, quickly, like GPSs or um, range finders, whatever, is going to go in these pouches. Would that be these bags like this right here? Yep, exactly. Okay. Those are okay. big, big uh, pouches for mm -hmm. the hip. Belt. So they offer, really cool. they offer small, medium, and large. And okay. then oh, they wow. have, like, the Nalgene pouches as well. They have... Um, so as I open it up, no, you you pull it up. It was seventy eight hundred. Is that what it uh, was? Seventy eight on this on the latest fulcrum. Yes. Okay. okay. So it is. Yeah. What is it? Twenty eight hundred to seventy eight hundred. There right it is, there. right there. Uh, seventy eight on this particular fulcrum. Yep. Um, maybe maybe then they made that smaller one. Maybe they don't make. It those. just folds down, right? Yeah. You take it just off folds different down. pieces. Yeah. Okay. Make it so the, total is seventy eight hundred, but oh, the main bag is six thousand. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. All right. Nice. So they also offer bigger pouches like this. This is one of their large uh, bags, and I just throw whatever in there. So I got some snacks and some random random stuff in there. But um, and then you get in the main pouch, and it's it's pretty humongous. Oh wow! And yeah, like, it gets really tall. Yeah, super tall. I like how much you could just fit in there like oh, you can fit a crazy amount you can yeah. fit all your all your camping gear and meat in there inside no doubt. inside they have pouches as well and then uh 
That's a moose hindquarter there. Yeah. So so that's the bag that's six thousand cubic inches right there. Just yeah. that big just ass big bag, main yeah. sack. Yeah. And they have the ability to add more to this whole area right here with the Molly. So the same way this stuff is connected on these, you could probably add Two or three Probably more two or three more yeah. bags on there. More than you can carry. Yep. Yeah, more than you need. And, th- and you have the center zip versus yep. Jack's QU is a horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. So they have, yeah, where it can open up all the way. Super easy access. That's, that is badass. You can put your Nalgene in here if you, or your platypus platypus in here. Oh, it has a sack. To. Okay. It has a sack. Another very cool uh, thing to this bag is that on the inside of these on the inside of these outside pouches they have the same thing oh, cool where you can put like your spotting scope or oh wow um, there we go spotting scope or anything else you know like your uh it's like a stretchy tripod yeah it's just like sure. super stretchy anything you gotta grab super quick you can just yeah. have it right in there and it could be up against the pack and one of the things that this setup does for you what we were just talking about with uh like the slot back the slop is this locks it all in so you'll attach your top which can be um closed up and like pulled in as well so you can have it as tall as the bag can actually be yeah it's towering over the back of your head if it needs to be right right and then you can close this in, and that eliminates all the, that slop. It just mm. sucks. Is there sucks a lid? Right in. No, there. there's no traditional lid. That's oh, lid that oh, that's the pa- bag that you added yeah. to it. But they have attachments where you can put another another lid on here. Like okay. there's there's different lids that you can put on here. Got it. Um, other than that, like. The bag is pretty simple. It's like you got your day configurations, and then you got your main pouch that just. Do the wings come off if you want they them? They do not. They don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is also the frame on this is detachable, uh, and that this fits on any one of their bags. So, and they I don't know how many bags they have. It's crazy amount of bags that they have. But anywhere from their like smallest bag to their biggest bag, this frame works with it. Um, Look at all this cushion here. Yeah, Lots yeah, of you got a lot of cushion, not on just on the shoulder straps, but on the back. Yeah, yeah upper back. Yeah, and it has a really nice lower back. Yeah, and that was yeah. one thing when I was looking at bags. I looked at this bag too, um, and it this big back support sometimes is too much no. for some people. Yeah. It depends on how how much how your back curves. Yeah. It just seemed like it was a little bit too much for me. I had to get used to it. And, uh, like, especially with this, like, material, it pulls your shirt up, and then it mm. starts, like, rubbing your back. Oh, because it's like a non-slip. Like, yeah, like a non-slip, right? And you, sometimes your shirt just works its way up, and then you, like, have kind of like a, I don't know what what it's called, but like a road rash type of thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Um, but the hips, the hip... Uh, belt super great super padded another th- cool thing about kafaru is they uh, when you order your bags they get your height they get your waist they get your inseam and your chest size so this is tailored to my my body this whole this um frame so that's another thing that like kind of just gives you a little more you order direct from kafaru yep because mm. i know that 
Barney's was selling that bag when I was mm-hmm. looking. I don't know if they still do. Yeah, so I think they were just selling the bag. They're not selling the frames. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, though. They yeah. might have the frames there. And if you go through Kafaro and you're like a veteran, there's a ve- there's mm-hmm. veteran owned, I believe, yeah. right? So there's yeah. a discount to veterans. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Now, when you're going to pack meat, you put it inside. There's not a uh, meat shelf. It's just a and put it all in there. There is a meat shelf. Yeah, I've never used it. Um, you can, I mean, you can't see it on the camera, but same thing as the uh, Kuyu bag. There is a meat shelf. You can take off this frame and just use it as uh, a meat pack. I've never used it. If I was just using it as a meat pack, I think it would be awesome. But so if you take that off, there's actually a flap that comes yep. down like a real yep. meat, meat shelf. Yep. Because the Kuyu one doesn't oh, actually have a fabric. Out that comes out it it just you're supposed to do a v on the yeah. bottom of the bag and that kind of creates the meat shelf where so it doesn't have the fabric that comes out you can do the same thing oh, with yeah. this yeah. pack where you push out the main pack and put the meat on your back i don't think i would ever do it just because it just like pushes everything out yeah. and like the mountains we're on i mean this bag we were talking about it or we had it happen but we were hiking down from that goat hunt and uh i had what three quarters of the meat yeah probably and i slipped or the that shale broke loose where it was frozen and jack said i flew down it was so steep that i flew down what a couple inches off the ground and i just yeah. kept on sailing down yeah and finally when i grabbed the bag uh you know it tore a little bit down here as you could see yeah <laughs> But, try to uh, try to slow you down a little bit. Yeah, it it, it was straight me. up and down, yeah. and he's barely slipped. I mean, it was like the shale that we're on when it's just lightly frozen like that is like walking on an ice cube, and one of those shales gives out, you're gone. So he he came up, and I mean, he was inches away from the ground, but just flying down the mountain. Yeah, you know, uncontrolled, and then that just is. hit. I don't know, thirty feet down. Yeah, it's a long way. So just the mountains that we're on, I don't think pushing the weight outwards is a good idea. No, so it's just not what I would do. But if I'm using it for a moose quarter, oh yeah, take the bag off and then like bring it back a moose yeah. quarter back to camp. Yeah, yep. but I've also never tried. Maybe try it one day with a deer or something. Mm-hmm. That that bag seems it has a lot of attachment points where you can add a lot of pockets, mm-hmm. whereas the QU one already comes with mm-hmm. a lot of the pockets yeah. integrated. Yep. Uh, but this is like made to configure what's best for you yeah. with the Very different like size. Modular. Yeah. Isn't that Kaifaro's um, niche? Is that accessory add-on um, personalization, customization type? Like they they have so many really cool, innovative designs that I feel like they just angle toward like individually customizing this bag to whoever you are, whatever you do in your application or multiple things. I think so. I mean, they, they definitely tackle the military. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of this comes from. Making military happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the testing is a lot. I think a lot of guys that were either prior military or in the military. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's just like right, like you said, it's just modular. Um, yeah, I don't know. They have a bag for everything, pretty much. Yeah, I love this how the center zipper versus the. So I just have the top loader. Yeah, traditional top load. I can still put a pile of stuff in there, and it's got two compartments. It's cool, but this having just one mega load, 
is nice because this is where it's like I just need to haul out a deer and a half while my other buddy's going to haul out a deer and a half all quartered up and ribs folded and you just need to pile it in there and carry it back to the boat. Yeah. And that's just awesome for that. Like you just, yeah. you can just literally zip that thing open, slap whatever in there, right? Kind of in a, like yeah. a quick, you don't got to get real fancy with it. You can or kind of plop like, it in there and. Or just like your sheep hunt, you know what you're going to be grabbing on a like routinely basis. When you sit down, like there's things in your bag yeah. that you want to be able to grab quick. Mm -hmm. And then there's things you don't want to fight through to grab that yeah. thing. Right. So like the big. The big pouch you put all that that tent yeah. that sleeping bag that rain that coat. pad that raincoat mm -hmm. or whatever, mm -hmm. or you have like you know it's gonna rain today. You have your rain coat in here and you have your rain pants in here. Yep. And you got a puffy on the other side, mm -hmm. or Just you know, ready to go. or you got your bipod and your. It's almost like a mini day pack on the outside yep. of the main the it, main pack. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's yeah. I love this bag. I'll I'll probably if I ever tear this one up, which. I guess just put I thought, dur thought durability would be like through the roof just from the feel of it. But there's, you know, you know, I guess if you fall down a mountain, you know, with a 20 yards bunch with weight. a bunch of weight on it, it's probably. Yeah. And like this happen. one, you could just get stitched up this little yeah. tiny. Yeah. Yeah. You got the tent grabber on the bottom here. Sure. Or a big air pad or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Pad. Awesome That's bag. Cool. Definitely recommend it. Seems very versatile. I've never really seen a Kaifara bag really in person this way. I've yeah. seen them at Barney's and I've checked them out online. I mean, I follow them on Instagram. Like, love the company. I love their whole message and like what they're doing. Um, seeing one in person, this is a very rugged bag, thick zippers, thick buckles, very thick stitching. Um, maybe it's lighter than it looks. It looks like a heavy pack to me. It's not very heavy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. Pick it up. Yeah, you pulled it out over there, what the weight was of it. Oh, yeah. You, you had it pulled uh, up. It's pretty, it's definitely reasonable. Like, it's not like a heavy bag. But, uh, it's, it looks like it, it, it fits the, the build as far as a multi-use all-around mountain hunting Alaskan pack. Yeah. And the fact that it can probably haul the majority of an average sized moose quarter. Yeah. Like a big yeah, 1600 sure. pound giant bull quarter. Eh, probably not fitting in that bag, Yeah, but it, you could put a shoulder, you could put, mm -hmm. you know, or you can take the bag off, obviously use the frame, but yeah, um, I would say if it's boned out, you're putting the whole quarter. You could put a whole. Quarter oh, absolutely. No yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just seems like it, like you can use this bag across the board for anything from just a quick day run to a seven day. And right. it's, it, yeah. That's a lot to be said for that because then you don't got to go buy three bags or mm -hmm. two bags or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I love multiple backpacks. Don't get me wrong. But to have one that's just kind of a one takeout deal, um, I think there's a, there's a lot a lot of value to that. I would say like the... Yeah. We're moving on. Okay. Oh, so when I want to say something, it's time to throw you the call out? Okay. <laughs> I got it. It's your call. <laughs> Well, I thought it was a pretty good point, though. No, it was. I was just messing you with know. you. Because <laughs> I happen to be the guy that has three bags yeah. for the three things. So I'm saying the one bag is actually good yeah. when you do it. I don't do that. So. Sorry, I made your table dirty. That's all right. Bag to use. That's, right. That's a good uh, no, we'll, bag. We'll good. transition over. Uh, the Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. 
Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because, honestly, there's always something good on deck. And, guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime involvement in the cannabis culture. Committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com. You must be 21 years of age to enter the store. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day, or night. These guys are legit. Give them a call in Anchorage, (laughs) Eagle River, Matsu, Fairbanks, or hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of old casino. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display traditional flavors. Using the best ingredients that are available, they focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, Serrano's salsas, carne asada marinades, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience the tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights. And the Tequila Bar is in the Northern Lights. And they're looking to open another one in the Tudor location. SeranosMexicanGrill.com Who's up next? Um, we're going to transition into uh, my bag here. Um, let me pull it out here. So before I I used to have the QU um, one that you the seventy two hundred and the sway thing yeah. was was the deal with me that after a couple of times I, I was I was done with that swaying and what happens is w- the reason for the sway I actually looked into it is that frame comes into like a rounded edge on the bottom uh-huh. and it sits in the bottom of that bag and so it it's meant it's meant to do it on uh-huh. purpose for like when you're walking on flat stuff but right. like I said if you get into that steep terrain and stuff like that it's just terrible um i when i first got the stone glacier this one here is can you pull it up real quick uh brandon mm-hmm. um this is the bigger one this is the sky talus 7900 7900 i did have the one um that's below this i want to say it's 6900 um that was the sky talus this one's the sky guide okay the sky talus i believe is the one that's 6900 it's a thousand square cubic inches less and i just felt i needed um a little bit more space and what i really liked about this one is definitely you can see how small it is so you can use it as a day pack if you're just going to go deer hunting or something like that for the day but this thing can blow up super big and one of the main things that i like about this bag too is it has the horseshoe pocket let me get this off it has the horseshoe pocket as well kind of like the qu one so you can access stuff just right in the middle right here. But then it also has this center thing that has this pocket in the middle where you could put your spotting scope mm. or something like that right in the mm. center. Or if you don't have the spotting scope, like your rain gear and stuff like that, that's easy accessible. Almost like kind of like the wing 
on the kafaro, but it's like one big wing that's on the top. And when it's like bulging, can you still open that and get stuff in there, or is it kind of like stretched? Um, when you it's when it, yes, when it's fully yeah. bulged, it doesn't have as much space as the QU pocket does. That's in the, their middle mm-hmm. one, um, mm-hmm. but it's decent and it's decent enough. So you still know, kind of roll a, a tripod or yeah, you can definitely get there. a tripod in there yeah. um, or rain gear or you know mm-hmm. stuff like that in that top one, especially Back when this is really packed up. Yep. You're right, and I like this little pocket. It's supposed to be for like a the uh, cam of a bow. Um, is that what that's for? Um, I've been using it for uh, my little um, Z seat. Oh, yeah. The little yeah. pad thing there. Mm-hmm. How you sit down, I like to put that in there so it's easy access. Like if you're, and people that don't you know guys, what a Z seat is. Invest in those if you the Z seat's just like a uh, little foam. It's like this square that folds up like an accordion style. Mm-hmm. And it's waterproof and it's like insulated so that whenever you're sitting down and you're glassing, you're not like sitting and getting your butt wet on something. Or if you're like on shell on a right rock, there, there's a little bit of padding. Um, and it weighs nothing, but man, you end up finding that you use that thing so often, especially if you're like kneeling down with my knees, mm-hmm. like on rocks and stuff like that. I'll just sit that thing down and oh, so I can no. kneel on there pretty easily. And it's just a really cool little addition. It doesn't weigh anything. Um, so moving on to the inside of the bag, um, this has access to the inside of the bag through the horseshoe. Okay. And it's really just one big bag on the bottom. Um, it has this uh, Z z what's this material it's like a waterproof material x pack i think it's called um so the bottom of this bag is waterproof and the back of this bag the whole back side is the same same x pack material so Mm -hmm. you're never going to get leakage either going into the bag if you're using the shelf or if you're going to get leakage coming out of the bag Mm. or out of the bottom of the bag Mm. um, because it has that waterproof material that's on your backside and on the bottom of the bag so you can see it kind of right here this oh, this yeah. like shiny black stuff yeah. on the inside um is it like a membrane like gore-tex or is it's their own it's their own uh their own stuff i don't know exactly i think it's called x-pac the, the computer kind of messed up so i couldn't tell you exactly but i think that's what it's called um so i am a platypus guy so it doesn't come with a lot of pockets like yours has a lot of really cool pockets where this is just like one main frame which you can access through this or you can access through the top like a traditional Mm -hmm. like a traditional bag in which this blows up as well and gets to the top so you can access stuff from the top or if you're just trying to get in through something in the middle right here Mm -hmm. um so they sell obviously every backpack company sells accessories and this little bag right here is what i put my platypus in so it's hanging it's not like just drooping like putting a lot of weight on the bottom it's hanging from the top Mm -hmm. and then this platypus thing comes through the through the middle right here um i do like the water on the side on the qu one that's really cool because then it doesn't take up space within the pack right so and then this one has um one side pocket um that pretty much you can put in your, you know, your stuff you got to access real quick on the side, whether it's the spotting scope or whether if you're bringing camera ge- camera gear, it's your tripod and the camera and stuff like that. So you could have your camera, your tripod, and your spotting scope in the center. And then there's no pocket on the left side, and that's where I put my rifle. Mm. Um, and, and it has really deep pockets on both sides on the bottom where your hip goes so that you can either put a water bottle on one side or it'll fit definitely the butt of a rifle and and you can cinch it down as well and Mm -hmm. make it bigger or smaller so i think their intent was to make this is a very very light bag yeah i mean it weighs nothing 
Um, so that's the intent with less pockets and stuff like that. Um, and then it is an internal frame, but the same deal. You can take it off of here. It has the meat shelf, has the actual fabric on the back. Um, the padding is, 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 it doesn't seem that it is as thick as some of the other backpacks, but it's very, very comfortable. I find it to be very, very comfortable. It's easily adjustable. Um, it doesn't dig. I get zero dig anywhere. Um, this part right here, and like I was telling you guys before, I like to use, I ha obviously has this the these pockets that are a little bit wide where you could put a bear spray in there. Now, did the, the backpack come with those? It didn't come with these these pouches. So on this side, I'll have like the bear spray, and then depending on what I'm doing, on this side, I will connect my um, hip holster of my 44 onto this, so right. it's on, on so it's on the so it's on the mm -hmm. outside of oh, the hip belt. Okay. So it's not digging in me. It's not in the way. It's just kind of attached to the backpack. Mm -hmm. um, the one thing I will say um, that I like also about the QU is this buckle that connects on your waist. Um, the QU bag has like a longer tab mm. right here when you want to loosen the bag. Let's say you get to a spot and you want to just loosen it and get it off real quick. Like this one, you have to like pretty much unbuckle it before you can loosen yeah. those straps. Mm, there's too much I, tension on it. Yes. Yeah. Which is nice because it doesn't come loose easily. So it right. stays pretty nice snug. Design, yeah. But right. I really like the extended tabs on the QU well, one so you can easily loosen it. The QUs have like the reverse the reverse thing, mm -hmm. right? So that's pulling straight out where the reverse, it comes back. So it... It, so this is a pull forward to tighten right and mm -hmm. so is all of them that qu one is too the difference is if you look at yours this little piece right there it's just like half an inch longer which just makes it easy so for you can stick your fingers in there and do that quick like, oh, yeah. release totally. you know what i mean just yeah. makes it easy um but this bag man when it's fully packed snug there's like no sway dude it's like it's like Stuck latched in. onto you, dude, mm -hmm. and you can snug it up real good. And like I said, these are all easily adjustable. Um, this this uh, lid is really nice, and it comes all the way off. So on some trips, you don't need to bring it, um, but that holds a lot of a lot of stuff in there as well. And uh, I mean, this thing can get really, really blowed up and really, really big, or really, really small for yeah, just like a day. Tight. Mm -hmm. So it's not like really big. Like if you get into those Yukon bags and mm -hmm. the, the Barney's bags, yeah, um, those. I mean, it's tough to say that that's it can ever be used as a day bag because it's so big. Right. You know, whereas this just has the versatility where I can go on a three-day deer hunt or I can go on a 10-day sheep hunt. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, with the same exact yeah. bag. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and just like any other bag, there's a lot of little attachments and molly, mollies? Molly. Mollies. Yep. So. The other really cool thing about the Stone Glacier concept was to be able was. <laughs> the dude kurt was hunting in alaska a lot and and also in montana but we deal with like a lot of going through alder trees and stuff here so having that like sleek design mm -hmm. that the stone glacier yep. it has that for a reason it's to slip through all that brush and other vegetation that can really give us headaches um and get hung up less yeah when you're going through that vietnam and that brush like this mm -hmm. thing isn't getting like tangled up on stuff whereas if you look at that yukon and you have that that hard frame and it has Point those points like that stuff's yeah. going to get st stuck on things Hung up. yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, i have noticed that like the hardest alders to get through is the ones that you have to go under yeah yes and yes so like the tallness is your that's the the hardest part 
Yeah. Like don't trying to like bag. dip yeah. under yeah. that, yeah. right? Yeah. The height. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and the the added and the added um, cubic inches is on that height on yeah. this bag, yeah. so mm-hmm. it's really like a tall but skinny in your yeah. back. It's not like really wide. Whereas you'll look at um, some of the other bags, like even the Kafara one, it's more like yeah. a shorter and wider yeah. versus like skinny and tall. Jake, right. is that what yours does when it's like loaded? Loaded? Does it go more out like width wise? Yeah, those wings. If those are loaded, those will be wider than I am. Okay. Okay, but, but uh, that center weight and everything is good it stays, for you. yeah, yeah, right where I want it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the the tallness is on these, like when you're heavy loaded, you want that weight up mm-hmm. high. Up high. It makes yeah. it so much, it feels so much better. Yeah, and then when you're in the mountains, obviously that's it's great to have it up high because you're, I don't know, you're not having to lean over. You know, it's not yep. pulling you one direction; it's straight up above you. Yeah, you can kind of control so, it. Yeah. But yeah, the slenderness for getting through the alders and stuff is great. But I wouldn't say the tall stuff or the tall yeah, bag. it has yeah. its applications mm-hmm. definitely for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has the thing on the bottom to strap, you know, extra stuff tent. on the bottom, the yeah. tent on, down there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. tried and true. These stone glaciers really put themselves on the map the last what like five years. I yeah, mean, I, and they've then, probably been doing it longer. I, I'm just saying, as far as from being the you know avid outdoorsman, casual gear junkie, I'm into gear, but I'm not like super over the top technical into knowing every single new thing coming out. These guys have definitely been more in your face over the last five years, coming out with packs that a lot of guys are shifting over to and using, and that tells me that they're good packs. That they're yeah, the comfort know, level is yeah is by yep. far the best I've I've tried for this size pack. Yep. I like this material. It it seems very tough and waterproof. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very it's and like, like I said this level of Cordura. It's like yeah. a different It's like a lightweight level of Cordura. Yes. Cordura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still durable and it has the waterproof zippers, which is really cool. Like this is like oh, that yeah. waterproof style nice zipper on, on the front. And almost on the like a membrane. Yeah, it almost feels like, like on laminated the on the inside yeah. there, which keeps yeah. it more waterproof. Yep. How's mm-hmm. it do with like shedding water? Does it bead or? Yeah, it beads. It beads mm-hmm. actually really well. Yeah, you got pretty soaked last year, didn't you? Before you put your pack cover on. Yeah, and nothing got wet in mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I mean, once you get into the torrential, like all day, it's going to rain all day. Yeah. Well, then yeah. when we got into the brush, and it was not only rain, but it was the yeah. wet brush. That's well, what really gets you wet. Yeah, you and what's really, what really brush, gets you know? stuff wet, too, is when you go to lay it down. Yeah. And then yeah. it's just sitting yeah. on wet moss or wet, you know, tussock. Sure. And that's what's cool about this with that waterproof back and bottom. Mm-hmm. It's like water's not going to get in there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like set. Whereas, like, I've had it happen with the key where you're just setting it down. Yeah. And it's maybe moist there, and you're in some mm-hmm. water. It just ends up just soaks, soaks in up yeah. into that cordura, and then that's adding weight. Yeah, as mm-hmm. well. Where this is not allowed to get sucked up in your water. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's a pretty simple bag. It's it's really nice, and they got it at StoneGlacier.com, and you can go down also to Barney's and get fitted for them. Yep. And they got a lot of different sizes, and the same deal. Like this can come off, and they can use the same frame for some of their smaller day packs. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. they have many accessories? They do. They have a lot of different other pockets. Um, they have like slide out bags. Um, I we think pull I them up, but we have some technical difficulties. So. Yeah, and they have these little bags too that can be used for different things. And I think I have another one that I use mostly for like snacks and stuff like that. 
that Snickers. can be hooked on or can kind of like the yeah, Snickers that can be hooked on on the outside and stuff mm -hmm. like that, just like the Kefaro does. So it's one of, one of those where, like, if you want to add more than it has, then you buy the accessory little bag yeah, to yeah. add to mm -hmm. it. You know, yeah. whereas, like, the QU one's already Done. has all the pockets already yeah. in yeah. it. Yeah. That, that's what's really nice about those is that, like, individual, like, it's like a pantry. You can just, like, yeah. put stuff in the yeah. spot. Yeah. But super comfortable. I mean, had this thing fully loaded for 10 days in yeah. the sheep, sheep country and, yeah. and no problem at all. It was great. Yeah. Great product, yeah. For sure. Um, before we jump into yours, I'm just going to sure. highlight the um, Barney's uh, the Frontier Gear. Actually, I want to grab this off of here. Yep. Yeah, let's do that, man. What? Uh, how'd you get your hands on this bag, though? Uh, this is a buddy's bag. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so this is the Yukon. Um, could you pull it out without seeing up there what it is? This thing's huge. This is brand I want to say this is like an 8900. Um, bag and this I mean and well I'll say what this Yukon bag is like this is for moose hunting and this is for long long expedition trips and it's really for big boys yeah, I mean it's 20. a big bag mm -hmm. for me but if you're a 220 plus you're a big guy you're six five um, you're 250 like this is the bag that you want like yeah this is the bag that's gonna fit you this this Yukon is the padding is amazing um, it is one of those uh, frames. It's, it's not an internal frame. It's an external frame. Um, our buddy Cisco has been on using this thing for years. And uh, the padding is really, I mean, look at this padding is really, really thick. Yeah, so you can have this thing weighed down more than you can carry. All these pockets blow out insanely huge. Um, it has the rifle thing that comes down on the side. So the rifle is not sticking up way yeah. high. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Um, a little awkward, I think, when you're sitting down mm -hmm. and it's kind of really low. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I noticed. Um, but the little clips, you can hang off little things on the edge of that. And there's a lot of little, there's a lot of comfort to this bag. And there's so much room. This is probably the biggest backpack you could buy. Yeah. You know, as far as like stuff and stuff in there. Um, and it's pretty damn light. It's still pretty light. Yeah, and it's and it's you know designed and made from the guy here in Alaska, which is really cool. Yeah, you know, and now he's got the two tone on this, whereas before he has different different uh, colors and stuff like that, and this is now the new two tone one. Um, but I've seen I've been in there where like uh, ladies are coming in and they're like, "Well, my husband said to get the yeah the the, the Frontier the Gear it, bag." Yeah, I've got the Yukon set here at seventy nine hundred. His cubic inches on this bag. The Yukon. Yep. Yeah, I think it's more. I think it's eighty nine. This is well, obviously the website's probably right. Yeah. No, I mean I feel like it's a lot bigger. It I mean, looks bigger. I mean, go off of uh, like Cisco's use in the field. He's I've seen him taken out two years in a row, and the external pack frame fits like something you would never imagine. Like you don't feel the frame on your body, and it carries the weight so perfect center over your hips. Um, the way it's designed and all these this thick padding makes it just cush like you can't i mean he had like coming out we hadn't get we didn't get a sheep that year and we were you know a little bit less on food and not packing the water that we normally have but he was at least 60 65 pounds probably coming out of there and you couldn't feel this pack whatsoever and that's what said it all to me was a fully external frame pack that feels like an internal pack if that makes sense yeah. like it's so 
comfortable. Yeah. And this mesh is here, obviously, for that circulation on your back. Um, so you're not getting super sweaty on there. Um, but once again, I'll just reiterate, if, if you're a big boy, you know what I'm saying, or a big girl, you know, and you're mm, just a big body, it's just a big body, you yeah. know, wide back, tall person, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? This is the bag for you, like the comfort level and all that stuff. Like you might look a little funny with the, the little stone glacier you know, <laughs> on the big body, whereas yeah. this thing is like meant for well, packing. Well, or if you're a hundred and, you know, 45 pound, really lean framed out hunter, you know, that's very strong for your size, but you're a, a small guy. You don't want to go with this pack. It's way too big. The, the I'm sure you can shrink it all down and strap it down tight to make it work. And I'm sure there's some smaller frame gentlemen out there that have packed heavy weight with this bag. But I would say this is going to lean more toward the big hoss. This yeah, is big like hoss the big or really, really long, you know, week plus, Yeah, you know, two weeks. Yeah. You're uh, a big guide or something and you're carrying you and your clients equipment and gear and you know, I mean, there's... Yeah. If you're the guide and you are yeah. taking the client and you're the one bringing out the entire animal, like, this is the bag. Yep, yeah. yep. And, and then all those fellas, you got to throw a quarter in there. The bag is specifically designed to open up to put a moose quarter in it. Yeah, this so, bag will come on the moose float yes. because it's perfect. And you can see it really smushes down to nothing. But when you got to blow that thing off. If you guys up, bust off and go get a caribou a mile and a half off the river. Exactly. And you got to pack it out. You're going to want to put as much in per load as you can. Yep. And still have the nimble and tight packability to take it in for the day. Yeah. You know, not, not to the level of the internals that we were talking about, in my opinion, because I think this frame catches on alders and we were talking about crawling under stuff. I think this is where this one kind of bites you in the ass. Yeah. But, you know, when you're, when you're planning on hauling a load, this is... You can't beat it. Yeah. And they've redesigned this thing to the point where it's super light, packs a lot, and is very comfortable. So it kind of hits those three main marks yeah. across the board. Looks like it has really great airflow there, too. On that mm. back part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah like yeah, I said, after that sheep hunt, and we and I and I tried your bag on, and you tried my bag mm -hmm. on, and I tried this Yukon on, I was like, dude, this is like yeah. extremely like comfortable. Yeah. You know? I mean, these things are like you got a three times. Jelly. Oh man, three times, as, three times as thick as as uh, this right here. That that stands out right away when you put it on. You're like, holy shit! Like nothing's touching me but pad. Like it, no no frame, no strap, no nothing's like on you. Yeah, you're just you're separated because you have so much thick, and it's not that heavy. Like it looks like a heavy bulky bag, but it's not. Yeah, I was impressed how light it was. It's very very light. Yeah. Do you know how many pounds it weighs? Um, no, I'll look it up here. I, I want to say it, it, it rivals all those internals, though. Yeah, it's not on, bad. On, on and weight. I mean, for the Alaska, it's four pounds. Four pounds. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, if it you're planning massive. on hauling 80 pounds, what's that being four pounds? And then you could go into ounces for ounces and all that stuff. But if you're starting off four pounds, less than four ounces yeah. or less doing, than 4%. Yeah, you're doing really good. Yeah, and that lid is really cool because that lid, um, this lid is really long, like goes all the way halfway down the bag. So if like you have a big head in there, you can like really cinch mm -hmm. that thing down. That's the move yeah. right there. Is yeah. put, a, put a sheep head in that and let those horns yep. curl off the side. Yeah. So it has its, has its pros and cons just like any other yeah. bag. We watched them Fort Greeley boys, man, haul those two sheep out that trip. Yeah. Two, these two big, you could tell they're big boys. We were watching them. They, they, Got two rams across the valley from us, and 
they packed down that night, and the next morning we happened to have some glass down on them and watching them. And they're big guys. You could tell they're big, muscular, bulky dudes, and they each load their rams in those things and then make the pull up the mountain and to crawl out of where, the valley they were in. And it was pretty impressive that they, you know, they got, you know, each one of their full camp, full sheep, each, and packed out in one run, yeah. you know, with that pack. And so so what my point is, is that is like it, if your body can handle it, it will pack it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of guys that go, are you crazy? I do a shuttle. I take meat and then gear and then I can't haul the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Again, that 150-pound guy, <laughs> Yeah, he can't put a hundred and 30 pounds on his back. Yeah. You know, he might have to. So, but yeah, it'll do it. It'll do it. This is the one you bring if you got to pack your buddy out. Yeah. I'd love to have one. I'll have one one day. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, you'll find the use for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or borrow your buddies if you're I mean, if I'm, If I was to pick a bag right now to go to the store with whatever choice I wanted to pick for a sheep hunt bag, I'll grab that bag. Yeah. All day long for 10 days, you know. Especially if I'm hauling a, a larger tent. You know, we always take a teepee. Yeah. You know, we're never taking a two-man tent that's, like, this big. We're taking, you know, so. Until this time. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to bring that stone glacier. It's not. It's, like, this big. And a no, teepee. No, it's not that small. We, we, like, we saw it. We matched it up. It was, like. Eh, Compared to your two-man? No, that one's pretty big. But, I mean, it's not that. It's I, not I was as surprised. Small as a teepee. No. So no, of course not. not. No, dude, no. I just. Is. I was surprised. I thought it was smaller. And yeah. It's still just like it's, it's still like yeah, exactly. It's gonna be a. Tent. It's got the poles. It's got the stuff. It still yeah, has yeah. to be you yeah. know a certain amount of size but, to fit two full grown men in it. Yeah, but tent and then we're and then we'll have like the nice uh, picnic area under the teepee. Yeah, it's nice to exactly. have all that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or that spike camp if you got to. Yeah, we'll bust hike up it there. to the top and. Yeah. All right, Brandon. What do you got? All right, so I my pack is I feel like what I equated to is like the um, ultimate starter pack. Like this is the first big game expedition pack I've ever purchased. Um, it's as bare bones, dry, simple design. I'll pull it up here in a second, but I wanted to start it off with that by saying if you are not sure what you like, what you want, you don't want to break the bank, you want to spend decent money on a good pack. This pack is a good, solid starter to teach you how to backpack hunt or backpack expedition. That's how I feel. Yeah. And this is the Mystery Ranch uh, Marshall 6900. 69, okay. Yep. Yep. And the Sky Talus, or the Sky Guide was 79. Yeah. The Sky Talus is 69. The QU is 7200. And the Kafaru was... I think it was 72 as well. Or 76, I think 70? it said. Yeah, something. Like that. Yeah, so those. So I what I did with my pack today, guys, is I just put some pillows in there before I came in, so I could kind of bulge it out and give you some perspective on the size. Um, roughly packed. I mean, this isn't like fully bulged. It packs down super, super tight when it's just for a day trip or you're just putting it away in your garage. It packs down super flat, super narrow. Um, traditional style pack where it is a top load where it has this upper sack that can you guys notice these buckles on the back side you can actually detach this 100 percent off so if, say you want to just bust off and do do like a quick stock or you want to take some like immediately you know day gear with you 
you can take this off. It has a little buckle on the back, so you can actually throw Is it on. Is that like a like, hip thing too? It's like a fanny pack. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It turns nice. Into. Yeah, so you, you can you can take that and and bust off and you know take off with you for the day, and then you got these upper latches that'll give you access. Let me turn that mic a little bit. To the top here. There we go. It's kind of weird whenever you record standing up and doing stuff. But uh, you guys did actually really good earlier. Um, So that's a top loader. This is just a traditional top load. This is nothing fancy. I mean, the whole bag starts from the top down to the bottom. Um, I'll show you guys in a second. This point down here has a shelf that is... um, Show to the camera. Kind of buckle... Kind of awkward. Use Jack's mic. Yeah, no, no, not going to do that. So it's just kind of weird because it's like I'm on the back of the table. But uh, anyway, from this this line down, um, it has uh, basically a shelf separator. So now this compartment is strictly for your backpack or excuse me, for your um, sleeping bag. And then all your other cargo and equipment goes in the top. So all the way from like this high, if you need it to be, down um, into the sleeping bag compartment. So I'll uh, lay it Is down there actually here. fabric there that splits yeah, it? Yeah, I'll show you. Oh, yeah, there's a zipper there. Oh, so you can access just that bottom part. Oh, that's cool. Well, I'll pull this pillow out. And then... Now I'll show you here. Well, people that can't see. Yeah, if you guys look, there's like an extra little shelf separator, and then it opens. So maybe the last quarter of the bag has a zipper that opens up so you can access your sleeping bag or or something light that you're sticking back in. Yeah, correct. So you can have your your sleeping bag completely separate on this, this bottom compartment and then load your tent and your gear, your food. Like Jake said earlier, you can put all that stuff you don't want to get to all day right in the middle. And then you can have your sleeping bag obviously down there. And then I pretty much have everything I need quick access on top where I'm pulling this bag off pretty routinely just to kind of set to the side. It's got my knife. It's pretty much my kill bag is almost in that top section right there. And then what's really cool about this is it's got the side pockets you guys mentioned a lot on the other packs. Uh, this side pocket design is pretty sweet because you can put, uh, again, one side you can put your rain gear, the other side you can put your bino uh, tripod, you know, on this side, and you can put your big scope over here on the other uh, pocket. And then one other really cool feature is when you say you got something where it's like in the middle of your bag, you kind of know where it is and you need to get to it, which is a pain in the ass. But this um, bag has a side access right into the side that takes you into the main compartment. So you can get into like, oh man, I need this like thing that's in the middle or you know, or you need to stuff something kind of last second into the side or whatever you're trying to do. Um, it's got this kind of cool side um, access compartment, which I really think is a cool feature. And then again, um, in what's pretty classic about these are the load shelf feature. So this bag um, becomes separate from the f- internal frame, which you guys can see is right there. It becomes separate, and then it extends about six inches away from the frame. So you can essentially load a like elk quarter or a smaller moose quarter full bone in like slipped right in between the main compartment bag and the frame and slip it right in there um my thought is if you had to bone out a whole sheep 
and then you had snugged it in there with the with the hide that now you'd have this bag would be so bulged away from your torso in the frame. I haven't done it, so I'd like to see or know somebody that's done that because I feel like it would be really awkward. Like I, I can see putting a whole quarter in where it's a bone and has structure and it's kind of like tight and then you can pack the load next to the load shelf. I'm curious to see what like a bag of just bowling ball of meat which is loose and kind of clumps up. Like we carried our moose out boned out or our, our sheep out boned out and they were like a like a sock cylinder or whatever. Um, and then I'm thinking about a hide and a head and the whole thing on there. Like I, I, I'm kind of curious to how it would really pack and how kind of awkward it might be um, yeah. as far as the load goes. And uh, I, now I've had this bag for like six years now. And so as you guys can see, these um, shoulders straps are flat. Like, look how flat these things are. So this thing is is worn down. And yeah. I would say, like, starting last year, this thing started to cut into me pretty hard. And so I'm, I'm starting to consider the idea of of an upgrade. I'm going to run it one more season. Um, I went and talked to Kevin about it. And he said, hey, come on in. Let's, like, reposition it and kind of adjust it. I've adjusted it and repositioned it and changed the yoke and, and adjusted everything. Um, it's got a really cool... Um, so... It's kind of hard to show in the camera with this thing, but it's got a cool feature in the, um, I'm not going to dig it out right now. It takes a few minutes, but um, it's got a cool feature where you can actually pull this little slip out and you can adjust the yoke up and down with this Velcro adjustment. And um, I've gotten it. What do you mean by the yoke? So the yoke is like the, um, the position of the internal frame. You can adjust the bag to the frame or the straps to the frame up and down the you shoulder can, straps can, yeah so you can raise this load up and down got it on the actual on the frame. bag you can yes. raise it up the frame correct and it's got this velcro thing that kind of like breaks it's it's right here yeah it's i've got it i've got it adjusted to me right now so i don't want to like really yeah, mess no, with it too okay. much um but um especially someone to be using it pretty soon but it it's it's a great it's a great setup again i think it's it's got a lot of buckles it's got a lot of different features for plugging stuff on the side connecting stuff i've always been able to carry everything you've seen it it's always been inside the bag i've never had anything hanging outside the bag like a tent or an air pad or anything like that i've always been able to snug it in here somehow um but i'm yet to pull like an entire animal out like we got our sheep a couple years ago we did it in 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 uh shuttles we did meat and then gear and then kind of uh worked our way to the truck and so it was a little bit different deal but um all in all this is a good bag it holds a lot of stuff you can pretty much get a 10-day hunt food gear water the whole nine um in this bag guaranteed like I've, I've done it multiple times and i know it'll do it it's pretty much stood up i haven't torn a stitch i haven't broken a buckle i haven't um, had any like technical difficulties in terms of its like structural integrity um, outside of the fact that you know after now five six years of use is starting to kind of dig into my torso and in my shoulders and so I'm starting to wonder if you know is there just a point where these the strapping on this uh, on this pack um, just starts to starts to just flatten out and mm -hmm. start to wear and so the comfort level is now changing um, but uh yeah, I mean it's it's a good bag, and um, I think it's a it's it's the, the the stone glaciers, the barneys, the 
the Kuyus, they're way more technically advanced. They have a lot more compartments. They have a lot more engineering and design that's gone into them, in my opinion. Um, but this is a good go-to. Just want to learn, want to figure it out. I'm a pretty basic guy. I don't bring a lot of stuff. Um, and it, it, it checks all the boxes and has all the compartments that you need for it. So nice. all in all, pretty good bag. It looks super solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got it's kind of weird looking, and in, in, uh, it's got a lot of like straps and buckles and kind of shit hanging all over this, all over it. And and it's four and a half pounds is the weight on this one too. And it's kind of weird because it's sixty nine hundred, but doesn't it look bigger? Like it looks to me, it looks like the seventy nine hundred bag when it's full. And the it's whole nine, it's loaded. got a, a thousand cubic inches. It's it's losing, but yeah, you can still kind of figure out a way to pack it all in there. Yeah. That was always my thought was that if I had a 6,900, it would limit me from taking more shit than I needed to take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's what they say. What the I bigger have, bag, the more stuff you take. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's, um, it's, I guess. What's no, the ri- me, I would what, pack more stuff. What's the rifle feature you're talking about? Okay. Um, so I, I, I don't have it on here right now because I stopped using it. It's a cool feature. I found it to be, not as uh, functional as like as designed, and I'll be honest with that. And, and on the uh, Mystery Ranch, before I go too far, too, um, it does have the again the Camelback feature. We're right here, right in the middle. I'll just pull this old pillow out of here, where it has the it's got the Camel Pack sock, the the yeah the sack in there. Which um, Jake had mentioned, like durability and stuff was an issue. This thing has a really thick stitched sack where once this goes in there, oh, you can really sick. stuff stuff in there kind of aggressively with straps and latches and things that'll go in there and kind of like want to gouge on it. It really protects that sack. So I've want, found that this particular sack that the, the bladder goes into is really, really strong. And so I, I feel like that's contributed to less issues with, you know, puncturing the bag and stuff like that. But, um, so what's really cool with this, um, an accessory on that is that it's got a, like, um, so if you have a rifle sling, right? So Mr. Ranch has a, a rifle sling and I'll pull it up and we can put it on the video, uh, for the production later, but it has this traditional sling, very thick pad. Then it's got this little metal latch that goes over, right? So, on your sling, on your rifle is that, and then on your pack, on your left shoulder strap, is the female end to the buckle to that thing. So you would have your pack on, and what this is is so that you have quick access to your rifle instead of it being strapped to your pack. You can sling the rifle on your shoulder. On your hip portion of your pack, there would be like a little... Um, the hip belt? It's it's a... it's it. Would attach to the side hip deal here, and it has like a little bar that sticks out. That you tuck your rifle into. Now the the sling has that latch that latches over onto your chest strap. So now it kind of holds your rifle right here. So you're like packing along, and your rifle's just kind of held there. That sounds great and all, but when you're really getting after it with sticks and climbing up a mountain or whatever you shake and shimmy that thing off mm, of that hook. Okay. So now it slings off, and it's still kind of connected right here, but now the, the rifle's dangling. So kudos to Mystery Ranch. Great idea. Made sense until I field tested it, and it was like constantly falling off, mm-hmm. falling off, falling off, to the point where I just simply stuck it right into the side socket, right side sock 
um, pocket pocket, and then just did the three latches and then just switched yeah. it on because it was just it wouldn't stay. Yeah, you know. But it was a great idea for brush hunting. If you're clipping along, you're trying to protect yourself from a bear, and you want to have like a forty-five seventy or something kind of like right there. Mm-hmm. You know, you might consider that, or you would. If I think there's not, still room out, for improvement in that whole deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like how they attach the rifle to get it quick out. Like yeah. I noticed, but still be not flopping around. Yeah, no one's really doing that. Like no one has yet to. You see everybody packing a rifle on their pack. Yeah. Like it's lashed on there and it's not going anywhere. And then your protection is a pistol or, or bear spray, right? Yeah. So I would say outside of like carrying the rifle the entire time, that that might be another good option if you need really quick access. You're, say you're a guide on Kodiak and raspberry and somebody shoots an elk or something and yeah. you got brown bears all over the place. Like I could see maybe having that really quick access, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't mastered it yet. No. I've looked at a no. bunch of the systems. Nothing really looks like real practical. No, and it won't stay. You know, if it would stay, it would be really cool, but yeah. it just won't. It'll stay enough, like, going straight. Yeah, yeah. but if you're climbing up. Exactly. Down, yep. Moving down, yep. having to jump mm-hmm. over rocks. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't pan out, but cool idea and, yeah. the, and the sling's really nice has a really thick pad so it's really comfortable to carry your gun all day if you have to do that but yeah well if anyone's considering any of these bags um feel free to hit us up if you have any more questions like i said there's more in-depth videos and podcasts about exact features of all the bags like we didn't tell you exactly what it's made out of and blah blah blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like we didn't do the, the full, video for that full that just like this is what we use this is why we like it um and if you have some more questions about it, hit us hit us up at Alaska Wild Project at Gmail. Um, let me shout out to Patreon real quick before we finish it. Patreon.com slash Alaska Wild Project to support. Um, AlaskaWildProject.com for your hoodies and shirts. Um, Alaska Wild is the promo code for Heather's Choice. Um, so if you're trying to get into uh, some of that delicious backpacking food, go to Heather'sChoice.com and put in the promo code Alaska Wild. Um, Thanks for listening, and uh, be safe out there, and stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th handcrafted alaskan made cider they also have a tap room downtown on the corner of fifth and e check them out at doubleshovelcider.com
Serrano's Mexican Grill. Two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska. Built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machine under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. 